Hello. We are on day eight of our awakening devotional and our journey. And I'm so excited about what God is doing. Jesus Christ remains the same yesterday, today, and forever. And his word is living and active. Uh, we have been looking at Second uh, Chronicles chapter 7, verse 14. If my people are called by my name, shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face. I will hear from heaven and I will heal their land. And we have been looking at this, um, breaking the scripture down. We have looked at humility, but now we are on the part of prayer. And um, we have this conversation currently ongoing about prayer, but especially praying in the light of the new covenant. And yesterday, I spent time um, explaining to us how the new covenant um, affects prayer, that throughout scriptures, prayer um, is a subject that runs throughout scriptures, but we want to particularly understand um, the rules of engagement in praying in the new covenant and how the focus has really uh, shifted into the finished works of Christ and how then that affects prayer. So yesterday we looked at some important scriptures about Jesus, you know, giving us access to the Father, Jesus being our mediator. We looked at scriptures. Let's, let's, let's go back over that scripture again so we can pick up from there uh and let's let's go to uh hebrews chapter yes give me one second okay so hebrews chapter uh seven from verses 18 to 19 hebrews 7 18 to 19 he says that this makes jesus the guarantor of a better covenant the the former priests were many in number because they were prevented by death from continuing in office but he holds his priesthood permanently because he continues forever. Consequently, he is able to save to the uttermost those who draw near to God through him, since he always lives to make intercession for them. For indeed, it was fitting that we should have such a high priest, holy, innocent, unstained, separated from sinners, and exalted above the heavens. He has no need like those high priests to offer sacrifices daily, first for his own sins, and then for those of the people, since he did it once and for all, um, uh, when he offered up himself. For the Lord appoints men in their weaknesses as high priests, but the word of the oath which came later than the Lord appoints a son who has been made forever, perfect forever. So we've been looking at this, and I said that, you see, the key issues that we navigate in prayer, the issues of um, you know, do, you know, feeling that we have access or knowing that we have access to issues of knowing that God has heard us or feeling that way, the issues of knowing that we're not praying amiss, the issues of results and manifestations, um, you know, do we have results and all of those things. And then yesterday I said even the issue of feeling that or knowing that we are able to hear God back. I said that these things are not isolated issues. I said many times when we try to resolve them, we try to resolve them maybe when just when we're praying or when we have a situation. But I said that it's important to resolve them in the light of the new covenant. And yesterday, just to give you a, you know, a quick recap so we can link everything together, I said that the reality is that from God's, uh, God's perspective, um, you know, the excellency of the priesthood of Christ is what gives us access. I said that um, Old Testament believers understood that accessing God was a function of the excellency and the accuracy of their priesthood. 
in, in, in other words, how their priests represented them according to the law of God. And in the same way, we under the new covenant, um, we still have um, the priestly ministry. And the purpose of the priestly ministry is to really negotiate that relationship between God and man. And I said that Jesus is our great high priest and really is the ultimate mediator. And because of the excellency of what Jesus has done, we now have access to God. So I want to, you know, build on that because it's important to know then that the implication of this access that we have to God, we just don't want to say, hey, we have access to God. Sometimes as believers, we are very, um, what's the word now? We're very used to, you know, talking about maybe a concept, maybe talking about something from a theological perspective, but then there is no, there is no practice of it or there is no, this is what it actually means for me then, if you understand what I'm saying. Uh, today so now the, so the, the 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 reality is that the position that jesus has obtained for us it it consequently means one thing it means that because jesus has negotiated on our behalf the excellency of his sacrifice it then means that we now have fellowship with god this is where i'm going this morning right the basis of new testament new testament or new covenant prayer is fellowship with God. That is the essence. That is the framework. What Jesus has done means that we have been brought back into fellowship. You know, many times we say this, and yes, rightfully so, when we say we've been bro brought back into fellowship, we talk about um, Jesus Christ has reconciled us to the Father, right? So we understand that as part of our salvation. But what does that reconciliation, what does it now imply? What does it mean? This is where the church has to grow up and talk about the implication of our salvation, what it means. So what that reconciliation that Jesus has done, what that mediation means for us is that we have now been brought back into fellowship with the Father. And because we have been brought into fellowship with the Father, we now have access even in things like prayer. Do you see how... You know the whole thing links together because of that not not because you see we don't have access to god because we pray we have access to god because we believe in what jesus has done but then we have to now exercise that access so prayer is the exercising of the access that we have to god we, we have to god that jesus has given us or prayer is the exercising of the access that Jesus has given us. Now, it's very important that I understand that, uh, uh, in, in, you know, uh, foundationally. So, moving on today, I want us to look at then 1 Corinthians 1 verse 9. 1 Corinthians 1 verse 9. Because I said the implication of this, this work of Christ as a high priest, what it means then is that we've been brought into fellowship with God. Now, so let's look at 1 Corinthians 1 9. 1 Corinthians 1 9. The word of God says, he says, I'm going to re read from the Amplified and then I'll go to the King James so that you can understand our flow. He says, God is faithful. He is reliable, trustworthy, and ever, ever true to his promise. He can be dependent on. And through him, you were brought into, into fellowship with the Son, Jesus Christ our Lord. God is faithful. He's reliable, trustworthy, ever true to his promise. He can be dependent on. And through him, you were you were called into fellowship with his son. Uh, I love the way King James put it puts it, and this 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 is powerful. He says, "God is faithful by whom 
ye were called unto the fellowship of his son jesus christ our lord i think this captures it for me you know um, amplified says we're called into fellowship with, with his son jesus and that's true but but i love king james he says we he says we were called unto the fellowship of his son unto the fellowship of his son what what what's happening here okay let's look at one more scripture this 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 will help us first john chapter 1 verse 3 first john chapter 1 verse 3 i love john and i love his writing so much uh, because he was such a lover of god now look at first john 1 3 he says that which we have seen uh, and heard declare we unto you that you may have fellowship with us and truly our fellowship is with the father and with his son jesus christ you know i love when he begins to say that which we have seen verse 1 that which we have heard which our hands of uh, we have heard that which our hands have handled of the word of life. He says, for the life was manifested and we have seen it. And then in verse 3, he now says, that which we have seen and heard, declare we unto you, or we declare unto you, that you may have fellowship with us. And truly, our fellowship is with the Father and with his Son, Jesus Christ. Amplified says, what we have seen and heard, ourselves heard, we are also telling you, so that you may realize and enjoy fellowship as partners and partakers with us and this fellowship that we have which is a distinguishing mark of christians is with the father and with his son jesus christ wow fellowship being partners and partakers see this is when we talk about prayer these things these foundations are very important because certain certain exercises of prayer certain declarations of prayer depends on truth and revelation like this so now here is the point what jesus has done by virtue of his negotiations, the excellence of his sacrifice, by virtue of all that all that he has wrought for us, it's brought us to a place of fellowship, right? And I love that scripture we read in First Corinthians chapter 1. He says, God is faithful. He says we have been called to the fellowship of his son. I think there's something so powerful there. It's not just that we've been called, you know, to fellowship with God. It's not just that God has invited us to fellowship. No, specifically, he has brought us into the fellowship of his son. Now, this is important for you to hear this. The fellowship of his son there, what, what is being revealed here is that we have been brought into the same fellowship that the father and the son have. Wow, we've been brought into that same fellowship. So, you know, when we study the scriptures, we can look at the, the fellowship that Enoch had with God. The Bible says, and Enoch pleased God, and he was no more. See, that's one level of fellowship. We can look at the Abrahamic type fellowship. The Bible called, the God, God calls Abraham his friend, and that's so powerful. We can look at, um, to an extent, you know, maybe uh, 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 David's fellowship. See, th those, are, those are fellowships that we um, we admire and we look at and we say, hey, we want to be like that. But now there is the fellowship of the father and the son. And there is no purer fellowship. There is no more powerful association. There is no more powerful relationship. There is no more powerful communion than the communion between the father and the son. You know, Jesus will say things like, I and my father are one. See, the, the word of God says that we've been brought into the fellowship. It's not just it's not just it's not it's not just that we've been brought into you know fellowship with Jesus. Or no no no, it's that we have been brought into the fellowship of His Son. The fellowship of His Son. That means then, watch this. I can fellowship with the Father as Jesus will fellowship 
with the Father, right? He says, truly, First John says, truly our fellowship is with the Father and with the Son. It's not just saying that, that we have fellowship with the Father and then we have fellowship with the Son. That's true. But he's saying we, are, we become part of that um, we become part of that fellowship. We become part of that communion. So that means I can, I can relate with the Father as the Son will relate with the Father. This is amazing. Well, there is no way you are consuming these things and literally your confidence in prayer is not growing. See, the lack of confidence in prayer is the lack of this new covenant perspective. That means I can go. And this is entirely, you know, when we say, Father, in the name of Jesus, or we say we're praying in the name of Jesus, this is what it means to pray in the name of Jesus. It means to pray in the access, in the privileges, in the fellowship that Jesus has with the Father. Wow, this is amazing. There is no way, you know, I am meditating on this. There is no way that I am thinking actively on this, that it does not impact my prayer life because when i come to the father now how why am i doing this because i understand that i have an excellent high priest who has entered into the heavens once and for all on my behalf and because he has entered into the heavens on my behalf then it means that i now can come boldly you know to the throne of grace i now can come boldly to the throne of grace and have confidence with him now this is this is this is amazing what we are experiencing in this new covenant jesus is the mediator of a better covenant with better promises and the the, the meaning of this is that we now have that fellowship with the father we have fellowship with the father and i can come in that so when there's so many things to talk about and I'm excited. I'm going to share more with you about this tomorrow and how we exercise that, that fellowship because this new covenant perspective in prayer must, this new covenant um, uh, you know, dimension of prayer must not lack this perspective. So when I come to God, I just don't come to God as TJ. Um, um, you, know, you don't just come to God as um, you know, uh, Beatrice. You don't just come to God as you know, this other person. You come to God in the context of that relationship with Christ. In fact, Christ, the Bible says in Colossians chapter 3, we'll look at this tomorrow because of our time. <laughs> okay, the Bible says in Colossians chapter 3, it says that our life is hid with Christ in God. See, that's, we are in that fellowship. We are in that circle. So it's not that we're trying to ascend and descend. We're trying to go in and go out. No, we are right in that fellowship. We are praying with the confidence of that fellowship. God hears me, not just because I am speaking, even though I must still do that. God hears me not because I'm crying out loud, even though I must still do that. God hears me not because I am saying things, but God hears me because he hears me through Christ, because Christ is my spokesman. Christ is my representative. Christ is the one that presents um, on behalf of me. And the Father will always hear the Son. So that means that my faith in the Son essentially is one of the things that triggers success in prayer. God hears me because God hears Jesus. Because he has brought me into the fellowship of his Son. The same way he would relate with the Son. The same way he would share with the Son. The same way he would speak with the Son. That is the same way that he wants to talk to me. I'm excited about what God is teaching us in this season. If my people who are called by my name shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face, God said, I will hear from heaven 
and I will heal their land. God said that in the Old Testament, but we have a much better covenant. And we're going to continue on this journey. I want you to meditate on these scriptures today. I want you to meditate on the scriptures and be confident of this fellowship. It's legal fellowship. Listen, even if you are struggling with, with fellowship, I want you to go over this again. God bless you. And we're going to continue our journey tomorrow. God bless you.